in a world where corruption, lies, and hate hang over our heads like a dark storm cloud on a winter's night. The only hope for a new day is the age of authenticity. Join me for season four as we go on a mission to help 100 million people break out of isolation and into acceptance. We're gonna come alongside visionary entrepreneurs, change makers, and thought leaders. We're gonna crack this code together. An array of light and an age of authenticity is upon us. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, it's your host, Chris Decker. Um, today's a solo episode. I'm committed to hitting a, a daily episode throughout this entire season. So if I don't have a guest, I'm going to be doing a solo episode. And today what's really on my heart is to share with you what's going on in business and on this quest toward the age of authenticity. I'm not 100% sure where the, the, the term came from. But I was in a conversation with somebody and I mentioned, hey, we're entering this age of, of authenticity. And I, I went ahead and Googled it and saw that there is not much research or, um, or material around this term. And to me, it perfectly summarizes what's about to happen in culture, like what's on the immediate horizon in entrepreneurship, business, culture, you know, media, entertainment, creativity, is that we're, we, we, we live in a, a culture where, you know, you get to the top, where a lot of companies and a lot of people have gotten to the top through, through lies. And you see this in customer service. You see this um, with uh, press releases, you see this with social media, where you see this in politics, where it requires lying and it requires choosing an enemy and it requires playing a negative card and preying on people's fears in order to get the attention that you need to grow and profit. Based on that, I believe in order to stand out today, the only thing that will stand out is the truth. And not just the truth in terms of a massaged press release that the marketing department put together that's been approved by the CEO and it has the language that sounds good. I'm talking about the raw gut punch kind of stuff. The, the, the hidden secrets that you're afraid if you share with the world, they're going to run away from you like you're a dumpster fire. And all I know is that when on this journey of podcasting and on this journey of now building a company around that activity, I never thought that I would be doing this. I never thought that I would be serving people through help, helping them with their shows, helping them make an impact on their communities, helping them drive more ethical sales, um, helping them build new relationships with their ideal clients and the people that their ideal clients look up to 
and then even partners in their business. I never thought that this would be what I was doing at all. In fact, um, if anything, I, I felt at one point I was you know, destined to be a professional painter, a professional uh, digital artist. Um, um, at one point I thought I was, I was destined to uh, be a documentary filmmaker. But all this started to come from doing the, the activity organically and starting out from day one with telling the, the rawest form of the truth possible and it continues to get refined every time that I do it. Um, so I remember the first time turning on a camera and speaking into a microphone is incredibly awkward because you know, okay, maybe someone's on the other end listening to this or watching this. And um, you, you're not sure if they're going to hate every word that you're saying or not resonate or, you know, think you're a total idiot. Which I, I guess I still have that fear a little bit, but it's it's gone away as I've gotten more comfortable with it. But every time I shed a layer by, by just sharing what was real or what was as real as possible at that time, because... The, the realness becomes more real over time. I mean, we have to, I have to sort of cut through the lies I've been telling myself my whole life as I, I keep talking through it. All the, 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 the lies go to rest and the truth continues to come out and the real story starts to present itself. And I tell you, the, the opposite happens on the receiving end of when I share something like that. The opposite of what I think instinctually is going to happen. If I share that uh, I am an alcoholic, that I've abused drugs, that I've been a sex addict, um, porn addict, and, and a money addict, you know, I'm afraid everybody's just going to run away from me. Afraid they're going to run away from me and leave and abandon me and, you know, the, I will be left alone and, and I'll, I'll die alone. No one will love me. But, but I must tell you that the exact opposite happens 100% of the time. Is that there, it brings, it builds a bridge of trust and then that person ends up sharing something reciprocal with me about themselves. They share a story. And more often than I've ever thought was possible is someone will end up sharing something with me that they've never shared with anybody else. So is that not the service of using the story to help others share their truth and then they no longer feel alone. To me, that's the core of the thesis of Age of Authenticity is that we are meant to be together. We are not meant to feel alone. You know, in, in an interview yesterday, um, I learned from Joseph Michelli that a company's purpose is not to make 
profit. A company's purpose is to make a customer. And if you really boil down to what a customer is, as a customer is somebody who trusts you enough to solve that problem in the immediate in, in whatever amount of time, and they're willing to exchange a part of their energy, of their currency, current currency. They're willing to 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 give you a piece of what is theirs in exchange for what you're offering. And I really think that if you're taking that money, that currency, that energy for granted, you will not prosper or succeed in the long term. Let me correct that. If I take that, I will not prosper or succeed in the long term. I don't know about other people. I can only speak to my own experience. And that, that's the part that feels right to me is that I don't want any dollar that comes through our doors to be forced to be inauthentic or unearned. I think there's a lot of CEOs out there that if they honestly assess that viewpoint, they're going to disagree with me. They're going to say money is money is money, take the money. Well, I've been on that side of it. I've been the guy that just takes the money. And that money will buy things. It will buy experiences. But for me, I can't speak to anybody else's experience. You always know deep down that it was wrong. At least I do. I knew that deep down that it was wrong. I don't think I can fix the past, can't change it for sure, but I can make new decisions moving forward. You know, I was recently watching a YouTube video of the, the, the pastor, uh, Eric Geiger. He's the senior pastor at Mariners in Irvine, it's a church in Irvine, and he's speaking about ministry and how ministry becomes an idol, meaning seeking the approval or the, the, the positive feedback of the people that you're serving, that becomes more important than the work that God is doing in your life. And so I'm walking, I think, a tightrope. I'm walking a narrow path where I can try and take credit for the positive work that's happening around me and the positive results of living in an age of authenticity already with the way that I act and com- conduct my business. Or I, can, or, you know, I can focus on that. Or I can focus on the, the, the internal changes that God is making in me and share that with others. Because that's when, that's, that's the, that's the core of it. And so I don't want the results to be my idol, my God. It's like, no, no, no. That relationship with God is, is direct, is not through the, the admiration or accolades or applause. It is through the knowing 
of my own growth. And I'm only an expert in sharing my own growth. I, I don't feel like I even have the right to share someone else's growth. And, and I think that's part of what I have a problem with in, in testimonials is that you're kind of using someone else's growth for your benefit. And while that's good, I've also seen it misused. Because I think we've all been victim of this. Someone will ask for a testimonial in the beginning of working with them, during the honeymoon phase. What about a testimonial from someone you've been working with for a year? That's the one that matters. And so you see a review on Amazon and, and, and uh, uh, for, for a book, for instance, and perhaps the author reached out to you directly and asked, hey, could you write me a five-star review prior to you ever having read the book? I'm not going to write that review. That, that seems not right to me. Hmm. That's been the, the first solo episode of this season. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Send me your questions. Send me your questions. LinkedIn DM. Um, send me a question. You know, rate this podcast. Leave a review with a question. I'll answer. Um, you know, find me on any social platform. LinkedIn's where I honestly spend any of the time that I spend on social media is basically LinkedIn. It's not a lot of time, but I spend some time there. So find me on there. Send me a message. Send me a question. Be happy to answer it on one of these episodes.